Hey guys, it's Mackenzie Dyer with Bradford's Alumni Program. We will be continuing this week with Tim Hilton and his stories of recovery. I came to Bradford. Um, I came to Bradford. I think I would best describe myself as being um, highly agnostic with tendencies towards being atheist. Um, I, I certainly did not embrace the idea of a higher power. I've been raised in um, some pretty, uh, pretty fire and brimstone southern churches, and growing up, uh, I remembered the, the, the stern message from from the, the preachers and the ministers, and and I remember basically being told there are ten commandments, and if you break them, you go to hell. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Straight to hell. And, and that was the message that I heard as a young man. And well, by the time I got to Bradford, I, I'd busted those commandments up pretty bad. And, and I was convinced in my own mind that if there was a God, I was going to burn in hell. But that's just how it was. And so for me, it was, it was a lot more convenient to just dismiss the idea and say, well, there is no God. It's, it's, it's just a, a wise tell. Um, you know, and, and then I come into into treatment, and and I hear people around me all the time saying, "Look, you know, you, you're going to need a higher power to do this." And I had no idea what to do with that. Fortunately, I had an amazing counselor, and um, one of the first assignments my counselor gave me was to write a letter to God. I said, "Man, I, I don't know if I believe in God," you know. And he said, I, "I didn't ask you if you believe in God. I asked you to write a letter to God. Let's just start there." So I did. I, uh, I sat for a while and I wrote a letter and um, came back to his office and he said, okay, great, read me the letter. Letter began, dear God, blank you. Where were you, where were you when Rusty's car hit that tree? God, where were you when that bullet hit Kevin? You know, where were you when I lost my job, when, when, when my wife left me? Where were you when, when, when I faced the public humiliation of losing my career and all of my money? Where were you when I was homeless? Where were you when I was in jail? Where were you during any of this, God? Because I don't remember you being there. Feeling all puffed up, you know, I throw the letter at my counselor's feet. And I said, hey, man, so what do you think about that? And he looked at me with this almost amused look on his face. And he said, man, you know what I think? And I said, what? He said, man, I think God's sitting, sitting up there right now saying, look, my child spoke to me today. What? He said, hey, man, why, why don't you have a little compassion for God? I said, what are you talking about, compassion for God? He said, yeah. How would you feel if your child didn't speak to you for 15 years? And, and, and something kind of turned or flipped in my head, you know, and, and I started thinking, well, man, what, what, what if God is like that, you know? I mean, I'm a dad. I've, I've got... I've got kids, you know, and, and I've got a, I've got a son and, and I think what, what would it 
what would that be like if my son didn't talk to me? And, and, and then I started thinking about what I want for my son, you know, and, and I started thinking, you know, man, there is nothing, there is nothing on this planet my son could ever do that would cause me to stop loving him. I might get angry with him sometimes, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I even need to let him hurt himself a little bit to learn some lessons. It's never easy, but sometimes I need to. But nothing, nothing he could ever do would make me stop loving him. And all I want for my son is for him to be happy. What if maybe God's like that? So then my, my counselor says, how about you go back and you rewrite this letter? And, and for a minute, you try to think of God as, as a loving, caring entity in your life. Will you rewrite it for me? I said, okay, man, I'll try. This time, though, he, he, he didn't tell me to go to my room. He, he said, what I'd like for you to do is I'd like for you to walk outside. And I'd like for you to walk about 100 feet down this hillside right here. And I'd like for you to sit in the woods and ride it. And I like the woods. I grew up in the woods. I said, okay. And, and, and I went and I sat down and I got my notepad out and I started writing. And, and I didn't know what to say. And, and, I, and, and all I was, I was just filled with pain. And, and I started writing about these things in my life and all these things that had gone wrong. And, and as I did, I started crying and the tears started falling out of my eyes and, and hitting the page. And, you know, I, I had the strangest thought in that moment. I'm watching my teardrops hit the page. And I remember thinking, why is my head leaking? Why does water fall out of my head when I'm upset? That doesn't make any sense. What purpose could that have for water to fall out of my head? And then I thought, well, it's got to have some purpose. I started wiping some of the, the tears off the page and, and, and my hand, of all things, my hand caught my attention. And, and I remember looking at it and going, look at that. I mean, really, look, look, look at that. That's amazing. You, you know, I, I can, I, I, I can hammer a nail or, or, or I can pick up a child. I can, I can, I can do so much with that. How'd it get there? And then my head just starts going off in this crazy direction. And, and I start thinking about how, how my body works. And then I started thinking about how I'm breathing out, uh, I'm breathing out carbon dioxide and, and, and the trees are breathing it in. And then they're letting out oxygen and I'm breathing that in. And, 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 and how the, the leaves are falling and the worms are eating the leaves and they're digging into the dirt and they're, they're getting air to the roots of the tree and the worm dies and it, and it, becomes, it becomes food for the tree and the tree grows and, 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 and its leaves, its leaves, a tree's leaves take sunlight and turn it into life. The rain falls and it puddles and then it evaporates and it, it waters the trees and it washes it washes our planet and wow this huge system all around me everywhere I look 
And, you know, I think for the first time in my life, I suddenly felt very, very small. I felt tiny. I suddenly realized I was just a tiny little piece and something so much bigger than me and something that I absolutely positively could not understand. I felt tiny. And it was peaceful. There's something here bigger than me, man. I'm not in charge. You know, I'm just part of something big and beautiful. And I made a decision sitting in the woods that um, I was, I was going to stop fighting. You know, I looked at the system around me and I said, what if, what if instead of struggling and fighting and trying to force my way through this life, what if I were to just relax and try to be part of this system around me? What if I just try to float with the stream for a while instead of constantly raging against it? And that was my first, first surrender. That was, that was my first concept of a higher power. It was just all the things around me that was greater than I could understand. And it was a beginning. You know, over the years, my concept of a higher power have certainly changed and, and evolved. Um, but at some level, it's always going to be the trees around me amazing structure that God's given me.